Welcome to Trivial Debates. Oh, there it is. Hello, welcome to Trivial Debates, the pop something, I can't remember the whole script, but anyway. The ultimate pop culture challenge. Oh, who's that in my ear? That must be producer Dave. All right. Uh, Pop culture challenge. Yes, this is where we take uh, pop culture and kind of flip it on its knees and uh, basically debate, Uh, obviously in a game show type format. Uh, I don't remember any of the script, as I've already told producer Dave, so feel free to jump in anytime. Uh, we do have three excellent contestants with us today. Uh, I, I'm calling this myself, I'm calling this the Clash of the Titans, because uh, this is this is what I've been looking for for a while, uh, forward to. So uh, first up, who's our first one? Jamil. Jamil <laughs> Robinson, the man who knows pretty much everything about pretty much entertainment uh i can't hear you at all jamil or fakes it as much as possible or fakes it as much as possible well you know what sometimes you gotta fake it to make it right so anyway all right our next contestant is kevin millard hello kevin hello how are you today i'm good good Good. ready to to bring the fire bring the bring the pain the titan pain all right (laughs) And obviously, rounding on our panel, we have our third contestant, which is Adam Woodward, who I happen to do a Trek podcast with and uh, knows a lot about the Trek, as well as a lot of sci-fi in general. So I think uh, everybody has has a unique uh, answers to these. I already have the answers, obviously, so we're going to hear them. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a great one. This is going to be the clash, as I said. So uh, let's just get started. All right. Oh, I got to turn. Sorry. Oh, I got to bring that one up a little bit there, producer Dave. Yeah. There we go. Wow. Now it's wow, it's really loud. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. All right. First question: Movies. What is the best sci-fi movie released before 1990? Which means if it released in 1990, it is exempt. So anything before that is is on the on the play here. Uh, let's start with Jamil. What was your pick, Jamil? My pick was Akira. Um, it's a 1988 anime film directed by Kachihiro Otomo. Uh, tells the story of Kanata, a uh, leader of a biker gang whose childhood friend uh, Tetsuo um, acquires incredible telekinetic abilities um, after an accident. And uh, the the outcome, the um, post-apocalyptic outcome that results from it. Um, it is considered one of the greatest animated and science fiction films of all time. Um, c- uh, considered a success both critically financially and culturally um, influence um, a whole boatload of individuals from the East and West. And we continue to see it's um, it's bounty, it's influence to this very day. 
I'm uh, very familiar with this. Sorry about that. I'm having a problem with the with the countdown function. Yeah, so, what are they uh, supposed to get, Dave? Is it a minute and a half? A, a minute. Um, minute. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep I'm a timer. I'm trying to be conservative with that, just uh, just to make sure I didn't see the countdown. So no, I, I, think, I, I think you had about a minute you, there. Too. You're right in there. You had about a minute. Yeah. So I, I pulled up my manual timer, so I can I can use that. Okay. Well, we'll just go with producer Dave. Then. A watch. You have a stopwatch. I have a stopwatch. Yeah. He does. He's got all the the gadgets. Uh, all right, Kevin Millard. All right, so I picked uh, Escape from the Planet of the Apes. This is a, a, one of the only movies I've ever seen that uh, acts as a sequel, a prequel, and a reboot. We have uh, apes that have been shot back in time to 1973 from the future, and uh, they saw the world destroyed. This movie starts as like a funny fish out of water story where they're accepted into society and everybody loves them and then takes a dark turn to uh, to them being forcibly uh, a forced abortion, forced sterilization. And in the end, they're all three apes are shot and killed uh, or two of the apes are shot and killed. The baby that does get born is shot on screen in a G-rated movie. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, well, there's your timer. But uh, yeah, wow, that's that's quite a revelation. Uh, all right, Adam Woodward. Alien. Oh, look at that. He even brought a prop. Well, technically, I know you already owned it, but... <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Um, okay, this is definitely one of the most influential films in, in the history of film, um, which was really great about it at the time. 1977, I believe, was... Or 70... I can't remember. The 90, 79, I think it was. It, it was pretty cool because, first of all, it was on the heels of Star Wars, and it took what that hopeful, fun movie was and totally turned things around. Um you know, the director really had a, a desire to be a groundbreaking film, something very surprising to its viewers, like uh, Psycho he was going for, or Rosemary's Baby, which were both pretty, pretty intense films. And, and if you've seen Alien, of course, you know, it was one of the most, um, the scene with the alien popping out of the, the body was probably the most defining movie role in uh, or scene in, in movie history. Um, you know, it, the ship itself, the way that the, the, the crew was depicted you know they're working class people just looking for a paycheck they didn't want to go to this uh you know they got uh, um moved over to take a look at a, you know a, 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 um, oh gosh, a ship in distress found the alien and the alien itself the creation of this alien that not only attaches itself to your face deposits an egg in your body and you think you're great and remember that opening see that scene that inner scene where where you know um john hurt fell on the table and that alien burst out of itself and the way that was filmed the, the uh, actual crew the crew the cast members didn't even know that was going to happen so the horror they saw you saw in that film was actually them reacting to that scene itself there we go that's her that's her time all right these are all excellent excellent uh, i was really happy to see you guys pick all these ones can i start uh, with the question sure okay um kevin can you please detail the influence your movie had on um uh, science fiction, pop culture. Um, I'm a little bit unaware of um, its impact. I don't necessarily know what its its impact was. It's um, it's just a really good movie. No, nobody actually. 
the, this whole franchise, the one thing it did have a major impact on was makeup design. Yes. In in movies, it was it was absolutely groundbreaking and and shot that industry forward quite okay. a bit. Did did you find that the makeup improved from the first one versus this the the third one? Was there like a no? Like a, it's the same throughout because okay. they want it to be the same throughout. It's the same characters. Okay, fair enough. It was very similar to a question I was going to ask, actually. So I'm glad we kind of got that out of the way. Uh, Jimmy, I'm going to start with you. Um, you picked the the animated uh, sci-fi classic Akira, which no doubt is is a classic uh, for sure, especially for anime. Even um, do you do you feel that it it degrades the experience because it's 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 obviously an animated feature versus the other two that are obviously live action? Mm -hmm. Uh, do you feel that, you know, what, what differentiates that and what, what does that make, you know, how does that I, compare to your other two? Um, I don't think it degrades in it actually. It's just a method in which um, they want to present the information and ideas, just like how um, Alien could be presented in a different way uh, with, let's say, less um, horror elements into it. Um, it wouldn't be the end product, the classic movie that it ends up being today, right? Uh, they could have used animation for either of the films, but once again, the end product is what is the vision that the the uh, the director and the 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 company that put it together uh, decided that they want to present. This is based off of um, a manga, so translating that information into an animation is um, an easier step you can say um, to easier to translate so that they can focus on elements like story presentation and uh, yes. the how they can blend the information together so I don't think it's 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 medium of animation um, deters it or lessens it or makes it any better than the other two. I just right. find that it's uh, another method. I, I would rather talk about the other aspects of the film as opposed to that it's animated versus live action. Perfect. Uh, Adam? I, you know, the only thing for me on Akira is that, again, this is taste, man. I, I don't enjoy uh, animated movies as much as, I guess, Jamil does. I just I can't seem to to get into it. I can't seem to stay with it. You know, I mean, to me, you know, animated thing should be thirty minutes and move on. Um, I you know, it doesn't have the um, it doesn't have the the compelling um, uh, um, storyline to me that, that that you need to, to stay with a two hour full length movie, and that that's what I found difficult with that movie. And you know, just in a broadscape, I think that many people would agree with me. Well, yeah, and I, I think animation is sometimes overlooked because of the fact that, you know, people associate it with, you know, classic cartoons and stuff like that. And, you know, it's it, it's it's a shame in my opinion anyway, but that doesn't that's not going to affect anything here. I, 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 uh, in terms of filmmaking itself, I mean, it, it's much easier to regarding make. Regarding the animation part, Adam, I'm just going to quickly say this and, and then I'll let you speak. I'll rebut afterwards. I want you to say whatever you need to say. Hang up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just, uh, sorry, well, I I didn't see the timer. I, I yeah, sorry. We, we I know you guys can't see the timer, but uh, yeah, we're having a timer issue, right? Has technically uh, expired. Yeah, the the rebuttal. I'm gonna uh, the the one thing is I want a quick quick thing from Kevin here. Kevin, you mm -hmm. you you're you did mention the yeah obviously the the um, the the makeup thing being a big thing. Um, 
obviously both of these other two movies have their own merits, such as the animation in Akira is, is quite amazing, uh, as well as the storyline, even in my opinion. And Alien is, let's be honest, it's a, a massive classic. Like, yeah, it, it, all three of these are great picks. Um, right now, you know, looking at looking at all these, can you give me an example of a more modern movie that would have been probably affected greatly by the makeup that was used in uh, uh, that was used oh in uh, God. Escape of the Planet of the Apes? Just rough yeah. estimates. <laughs> the New Planet of the Apes? I don't. The new Planet. I have no okay. idea. I've, I'm not, I'm not familiar with the makeup. On the, on the, yeah, fair enough. Well, you know what I mean. But uh, what I'm trying to say is. Yeah, is there, is there something that kind of sits out and makes you think, oh, you know, you know, going after this movie, you know, obviously this was an inspirational. I don't mean just, you know, this modern, but uh, anything like that. But anyway, that's fine. Um, at this point, I'm going to have to give this to Jamil. Uh, Jamil obviously made the, the best uh, argument in this scenario, even though I don't technically agree with his answer, but it is still the best. In, in, based I, I will take that scenario. point. I honestly thought Adam won it, so <laughs> it, it was very close. Yes. <laughs> you it made a couple extra points that were quite film. interesting. Yeah. I would have thought Planet of the Apes, Kevin, you would have chosen as opposed mm -hmm. to uh, Beneath, but Escape. Sorry, uh, I can yeah. understand why you picked it though, it, because it's, it's a much more controversial version of of the Fair Apes enough. movies for sure. Like it's the most controversial one in my opinion. All right. Anyway, let's move on to TV. Uh, if you could erase one comic or superhero-based TV show from existence, what would it be? And what I'm saying is, obviously, this is a TV show or, you know, obviously it has to be a TV show, but uh, it can be based on a comic book, can be based on a superhero, anything like that. Uh, we're going to start with Kevin. All right, this will be quick. Uh, the Incredible Hulk. The 70s Incredible <laughs> Hulk. With, this just follows the trope of all of those shows of the time where there's some guy in a suit that's the bad guy and we need a big green monster to growl and everything will be fine. Also, but the main reason that I would erase this is because it's David Banner. David Banner in this. And does everybody know why they named him David Banner? It's a great name. No, no. that's not why, Dave. Because Bruce was seen as too gay. That's really? Seriously, yeah. why they did that. And that's why I would erase it from existing. Because, it's boring and it's it's uh, bigoted. Interesting. All right. Can't go much further than that one, can you? Uh, let's go with Adam. Mine is quick as well. Mine is the greatest American hero of the 80s. And uh, honest to God, this was a typical 80s show when you have a, a goofy guy finding something, whether it's power or a friendship or whatever it is, and uh, seeming not to be able to control it, not knowing what to do with it. Um, he was a high school teacher. He, um, he He's basically, but the, the funniest thing is, is that even without the suit, he's a hero, you know, trying to save troubled students, you know, and this was the real message of the show. It was loved back in the day. Great theme song. But I couldn't, even as a 10-year-old or whatever I was at the time, I couldn't stand it. I, I found it just boring. I found there was no, nothing controversial. There was nothing exciting about it. And and he was just a clumsy superhero uh, back, back in the day that actually took away from other superheroes, in my opinion. And, you know, 
it's funny when you, when you think about that television of that era, it was very, very consistent with, with that. But I, I absolutely hated that guy. And whenever I hear that song, which is loved, I, uh, it just aggravates me. <laughs> okay. I'm going to turn into Bruce Banner. And I All use right. Bruce, by the way. Uh, there you go. Sorry, I had my own timer going here so I can keep track. Uh, Jamil, what'd you pick? Believe it or not, I picked Smallville. WB show that uh, ran from 2001 to 2011, 217 episodes of mediocre garbage. Sorry, <laughs> mediocre at best, right? When you think about the cast, you had um, great performers like Michael Rosenbaum, Annette O'Toole, John Schneider, John Glover, all wasted, all wasted. You had the controversies that came out of it, including members that re had sex tapes and um, illegal drug car uh, charges, not alone um, being used to um, to um, to uh, pick up individuals to join a sex cult. That's not to to even talk about the the poor storyline, uh, sport poor uh, storytelling throughout the show that lasted for ten seasons, right? Where they would dangle a carrot of possibly getting better and then snatch it away every single time. This show is awful. It needs to be wiped out for existence for the sake of humanity. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> How do you how do you follow that? At least your uh, mediocre storylines. I, I disagree. In, in, the regarding the, regarding the Incredible Hulk and the uh, the Greatest American Hero, they're a product of their time, which had very procedural shows, just like the Lilith Hobo, just like all those other shows where they would uh, be introduced to a scenario solve it quickly and then it'll move on to the next episode people can knock in and hobo, out you? you don't have to sorry you're not knocking littlest hobo are you? i'm not locking the okay, hobo. It's a better <laughs> show than both of them right? <laughs> whereas, whereas at 2001 television was already stepping up its game in terms of its um writing and providing compelling storylines and this show just disregarded that completely you had buffy going on in the same channel shown just before it which had compelling stories from beginning to end except season seven and um this show was not even able to like cheat off of it like right. it should have been just like writing on the wrist to do something introduced introducing um interesting concepts will be introduced in the last episode of the season you're like oh look lex is um being possessed by zod it's like this could be an interesting thing for the entire season. Nope, solved in the first episode, and then right. the entire series, the entire season, is about witches instead because everyone loves Superman fighting witches. It, like, I, sorry, not Superman, Clark Kent, who was played okay, by Tom. Guys, Wells, I have one thing. One thing here: wear so, more right, makeup let's, let's, than the rest of the female right, members of the crew. Sorry, you've had enough. <laughs> in, Adam, you know, in both of these cases. The he's still going. Look at him. And, and, and in in both of these cases, <laughs> he's mad. <laughs> these superheroes still exist. You you know, I mean, some Superman is around, um, and the Incredible Hulk is around. So greatest many American hero. Probably if I'd never said it today, you guys would have been happily just on your lives and forgotten about him. Um, That's a theme you know, song. It was a bad, a bad spinoff. It is a day of love. Theme song. It, it was a bad spinoff. Both of your 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 examples are bad spinoffs in in the storyline, but you know you can bring it back, and you can never bring American Hero back. Thank God. 
And and I think that we're good riddance to him and we'll never see him again. They were bringing it back. They're still trying to bring it back. Are they really? Yeah, they've been trying for, good, since 2014. Good actor, all right, let's, let, the let's only hear good actor in, in Incredible Hulk is Lou Ferrigno, and he doesn't talk. He just grunts, and it's the only believable acting in the entire show. <laughs> His influence, it still <laughs> continues to this day. People think of the Incredible Hulk, they think him. Yes. A greatest American That's hero, true. they still think that there's meat on the bone. That's why they keep trying to bring it back. Every like it's been yeah, but how like, many how many fucking been... Superman shows have we had though? Like let's... they're not trying to bring back Smallville. They brought... well, true, yeah. I guess, but but Smallville well, is it was a spin-off. It didn't mean that, that it actually was pretty successful, by the way. But it didn't I mean you know you still got the character. Well, all around. these shows realistically were successful in their own way. Uh, like let's be honest here. How many seasons, uh, Jamil, was there of uh, Smallville? Ten seasons. Yeah, ten seasons. You can't tell me that it. It was not successful. Obviously, it did ten seasons. Uh, sex now, cult. The leader of the sex okay, cult. Okay, now I have to ask you a question because years. I'm not familiar with this. The sex cult thing is that actually part of the storyline? No, that is behind <laughs> the scenes. That's the behind Alice the scenes. Mac okay, so it has Chloe. nothing to do with the TV then. It or does actually. It does actually because they it's were able. It's a lot able, of Vancouver based. Be, because <laughs> of Smallville's existence, Allison Mack was able to use her contacts to recruit people to the sex cult. Wow. Okay. Anyway, uh, I don't know if it technically has a bearing on this question, so I, I, I don't think uh, the sex cult thing really makes a difference. <laughs> if, it, if Smallville didn't exist, you wouldn't be able to do it. All right. Um, quick question here, uh, Kevin. Mm-hmm. You obviously have the character out of all of them. You have the character that has the least amount of words, the least amount of lines. Um, and, and you even said, you know, Lou Ferrigno is probably the best part of the whole show. Uh, what was the worst part of the show? Everything around him. Uh, <laughs> the worst part of the show is the fact that he is David Banner. It's not true it's not to the, the story. Uh, okay. it's, and it's I for a stupid reason. An improvement, All right. maybe. All right, and one more question, just quickly for Adam. <laughs> Adam, out of all of all of the superheroes we're talking about here, clearly yours is probably the underdog. Uh, but in this case, technically, probably the 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 least relevant of the three. Um, if if they were to bring it back, do you think it would be successful in today's times? If the storyline changed dramatically, where he wasn't this goofy school teacher, you know, trying to solve his kids' problems, I think I think they need to go a lot further into. I mean, look, you've got a whole new since 2020, I guess, since you know, since the whole new superhero genre is really being created by Marvel and DC is you know in the movie theater. You know, if they followed that script and that that, I think it would be probably fine. But you know. You know, the thing about like when you look at Spider-Man or Supergirl, and those ones just come to mind for me is when they find their powers, they find their powers. They're, you know, not just goofing around and can't fly straight. And I, I just that's you know, you know, so that, he's that's an incompetent guy, superhero. That's kind of what you're saying. He's okay. Just, yeah. Either way, let's let's move on. Uh, I've made my decision. Uh, Jamil, even though you did have a very compelling argument, I don't believe that your show needs to be erased uh, based on what you said. Uh, if I'm going to go with anybody, I think this time I'm going to go with Adam. Based on what he said. Yeah, we're going to give it to Adam. That hurts so uh, much. Sorry, Jamil. It's just, it, you know what? Sex cults aside, uh, it, it did 10 seasons. <laughs> and I know a lot of people who were pretty happy with it. So 
Uh, but anyway, it's either way, the argument was still better in my opinion. Um, okay, next one up. Oh, um... Come on, producer Dave. There we go. The list of music Kong. What song best represents the COVID-19 epidemic the best? And we're going to, well, I guess it's technically pandemic, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're going to go with Adam. I didn't even hesitate here. Uh, I went, went with Johnny Cash, the man comes to town. Um, in my mind, you know, I, I, I go back to Dawn of the Dead 20, 20, 20, 20, sorry, 20, oh my God, 2004. And the opening scene, which is probably the best. Yeah, every, every one of your questions goes to a movie, by the way. Um, but that opening scene with Johnny Cash, with the, with the, you know, the fall, the collapse of the world was fantastic. But how does it relate to today? I just think that the choices people make, you know, whether, you know, it's a very religious song, clearly not really in, into that myself, but I think that the choices people make and the, and, and the parallels that you see in that, you know, whether it's anti-masking, which is, you know, whether they take a, a vaccine or not whether they go out and, and spit on people, which is horrible. It's just the, the parallels to judgment and, and what people are, are doing with each other right now is just, just so um, with, with regard to the, the, the COVID specifically and, and the way people have been just going lately, you know, you know, there's just so, so divisive. And, and I find that this song, you know, it makes you make a choice. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, Jamil. Folks. Um, my song choice uh, to represent COVID-19 um, ap epidemic pandemic is Andrew W.K.'s Ready to Die uh, from his uh, 2001 uh, song that was released. It is an upbeat party anthem that... Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> upbeat party anthem, I, I find, that um, kind of... Uh, uh, I, I um, perceive it as... Uh, being a uh, uh, example of the COVID, uh, uh, COVID itself, and also pe people's reaction to it, from um, the um, health uh, care frontline workers uh, to the um, idiots who do not take it seriously. Um, this is their time to pay. This is their judgment day, right? These individuals now—they're getting ready to die, and they're getting ready to kill. Right there, COVID is um, killing people, and people are dying from it. People who are dying from it don't care, and they're going out to kill people by living their lives without a care in the world. Um, I'll go and on. Yeah, you started that with party anthem. I'm pretty impressed. Party anthem. <laughs> if you heard the song, I have. Yeah, I, I listened to it after uh, you mentioned it. it. It's it's very. <laughs> you know, <laughs> kind of uppity. Uh, so when I first started listening to it, I'm like, what is Jamil on? But no, I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, Kevin. All right. Jesus, you guys went like dark and deep with that. <laughs> I did not. Uh, I went with Nine Inch Nails. Every day is exactly the same. Don't do it. <laughs> and... <laughs> That's a good one. That's good. <clears throat> and do I need to say more? All he says through most of the song is every day is exactly the same and repeats that over and over again. And that's what this pandemic feels like. All right. Well, that's, you know what? All three of you pick songs that number one surprised me because I wouldn't have thought of them. Uh, I had to listen to Jamil's because I wasn't familiar with Jamil's, but the other two I was definitely familiar with. Um, Jamil, the first thing you mentioned was party anthem, which it, it is. clearly is. Um, 
do, do you feel why? that? What's that? Why? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's really the question I'm going I, I for here. That is, I would, I would why would you pick a, a party lifting. anthem? <laughs> I, I would understand that I had to do a lot of um, heavy lifting with this one. I have a strong connection to this one, um, mainly because, like, it sucks. It sucks, and people are dying. And then at the same time, you have people who don't care and are spreading COVID, and they're killing individuals without a care in the world. At the yeah. same time, you're, you're thrust into as an essential worker into this where you have to go in, and you yeah. are hoping that, you don't die and at the same time you're hoping that you don't kill at the same time as well you're 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 basically put in a position where you could be doing both of them and right. it's the reality but at the same time you still have to go through it so um i nope. listen to this a lot every that's, day that's, going that's to work kind of the i think it got me through that's the answer i was looking for yeah something like that yep okay uh adam go ahead I think you know. You know, you can compare your meal song to my song. You know, there quite a lot. However, I think the message is a little more clear in mine, uh, as far as the divisiveness that's coming. You know, it, you know, looking at the totals of real deaths in the world. You know, we're nowhere near the I think the nineteen the Spanish flu pandemic death rate. However, you're still got people dying. I think that the divisiveness that this is creating, and and people being angry with each other, and just seeing you know. Because I don't think this is going to go away. Like, like you know, working in retail right now, you have these anti-maskers out there that are causing problems, and just yeah, they're just going just and causing shit. Yeah, and and but and they're not going to go away. You know, and and I just think you have you have a real. There's no real in, in that particular um, debate. There's no there's no middle ground. There's no middle ground in anti-vaccines. Like, get it or not, and we all work with people that aren't going to get it. What the hell? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> like get it, you know. Or I'm getting on a plane in, in two months to go back out west. I need to, you know, I, I don't like that fact, and, and I, I feel like I'm going to be angry with people who aren't, and and that's where I find that anger of the man comes to town there. Fair enough. So ang anger, anger on your side for sure, and and really it is it is an angry song. Um, it, it's he he's kind of angry at the audience in a way, uh, that song. So yeah, I can understand where you're coming from, uh, Kevin. Mm -hmm. Your song out of all of them is probably the one with the least message, I guess, but yet has a pretty good meaning, uh, which is kind of, we're all kind of stuck in this endless loop of, I stay home once in a while, I sanitize my hands when I go outside to go buy something, <laughs> and I come back and start it all over again. So is that the reflection that you're looking for? Or is that- Yeah, you know, kind of. The, 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 you guys have picked songs that, that sort of um, pertain to greater society as a whole. And they're both relevant in that way. But if you bring it down to the individual level, every day is exactly the same. You're doing the same thing like yeah. you're going the same places. It's our worlds on an individual level have become so small that this song it doesn't say much, but it comes on in the car and I got to skip it. It hits too close to home. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> Fair enough. It, uh, that's yeah okay all right you know what guys you haven't made this one easy uh all three of these are fantastic picks you all have very good arguments for them um you know what i'm gonna give this one to adam and the reason why i'm gonna give it to adam uh number one obviously the argument uh but the 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 approach and the message that 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 song throws and 
Jamil's is very similar, even though it's a party anthem, it is very similar um, to that point. Um, you know, it, it just kind of hit, hits there as well, and uh, the argument was great. So good good job, Alex. Can I just say, I, I think Kevin's is, is actually equally angering. You know, I, I remember yesterday I was talking to my daughter. Okay. Asked her, can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Hello? Yeah, okay. I said to her, I said, what are you doing tonight? And I, I as I said it, I go, I'm waiting for a sarcasm now. Like, what Yeah, are you're waiting for the, the same like, fucking thing I do every night. Watch Netflix and get pissed <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. I got a 16 and 18 year old who do nothing. And it's so sad to watch that happen. Like it's that, just, it's, yeah. you know, they're not getting their damn youth. It's, that, it's, that round is the hardest great. round for me so far uh, to judge quite honestly. So yeah, all three had great pitch for that. So. Can, can I just say that this is going out really like, I can't, I can't harp on any of the answers. So no. Far. And, this is, and this that's the thing great. I said to, said to Dave, when I got all your answers in, I'm like, this is going to be a hard one, man. Like it, it, everything, every answer you guys gave, there isn't one stupid answer in any of the questions that you guys gave. <laughs> like there's nothing it, it, like, there's not even like a preconceived notion. Everything makes perfect sense to me. So it's going to be interesting. Anyway, let's keep moving. All right. Sports. What fictional sports team? which appeared in a TV or movie, is the best and why? And who did I start with last time? I guess it's Jamil yes. this time, right? Yeah, yes. so let's go with Jamil. My choice is the team coached by Coach Bombay, <laughs> Team USA, the Mighty Ducks, D2, the Mighty Ducks, from the D2 Mighty Ducks movie. So from the, the second Mighty Ducks movie. movie. Yep. Yes, the second moving film uh this one showcases um a different scenario than previously they're not underdogs they're considered contenders in this case and we have additional people joining their ranks and they're met with a lot of different scenarios that they didn't face in the first time a lot of things that they had to 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 deal with they they weren't necessarily trying to claw their way up um they were they're considered one of the best in the world and then we're faced with adversity not just from um internally but externally as well Iceland. and uh, they had to learn how to be the best selves not necessarily just being the best all right sorry i was reading something else because i wanted to double check something quickly i thought i was running out of time so that's why no I no you're good you're good uh kevin uh, all right, I picked Wildcats from the Goldie 1986 Goldie, Goldie Hawn movie. Yeah. Wildcats, and uh, this was the surprising one at all. The yeah, the well, the uh, what is every let's say this movie it centers on how would you put it an urban school, <laughs> and what does every bunch of students there need to to just know what their potential is and they're they're they need to, to be saved by a quirky white woman it's <laughs> on a mission it's like dangerous minds before dangerous minds yeah. and uh they they run her through the through the ringer they uh don't accept her right away uh but in the end they do and they end up winning a bunch of games there you go all right, Adam. Let oh, there we go. Mike's on now. Adam, what was your pick? 
I took the Chiefs from Slapshot, and and let me tell you why. I didn't discover this movie till I was in, in in the '80s, I guess, when I was a teenager. And and then the the impact and the message of this movie I, I had lost. Uh, it was lost on me. We liked the. It was just funny. It was funny with all the fighting. It was funny with Paul Newman. It was it was just one of those goofy movies. However, you know, in time, the real message of the film became a little more apparent to me, which was, you know, a failing team uses the you know constant. Uh, violence and fighting to basically get themselves more popular, you know, and, and hockey became, and the message at the end of it is basically, you know, you know, if we continue this way, we're going to be actors and, you know, hockey is a great sport. And I think the last, you know, 15, 20 years have really developed it away from, from the fights, from the, the, the brawls, from the bench clearing brawls and all that stuff. It still happens occasionally, which is fine, but not to the extent it did back then. And if you remember walking, watching hockey in the late 70s, early 80s, it was all the time. And it was just one of those, you know, movies at the time was trying to send a message. And now here we are in 19 or 2021, where the game is actually almost way as hell more pure than it was back then. And that, that to me is just one of those movies that was just lost but now has come around, you know, 50 years later and here we are not 54 years later and as, as a really great message and, uh, and of hockey. Fair enough. Um, all right, Kevin, I'm going to start with you. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm going to start with you is obviously your, your two fellow uh, competitors here, both picked hockey based movies. Um, you picked obviously football. Um, yeah. The w- w- how does yours differentiate story wise from the other two? Like both the other two are both like you know they they obviously have the struggles of their sport, but for the most part, you know it's they're they're both really comedy. Uh, you know where Wildcats, yes, was definitely a comedy. Um, mostly a comedy. Mostly a comedy. Yes, I guess is a good way to say it. So how does yours differentiate from the other two? I haven't seen either of the other two, so I. I don't really? really know how it it differentiates. It um, okay. There's no hockey. No ho- yeah, there's no hockey in it. <laughs> there is no hockey in it. Yeah. You're, you're correct. That we know I, of, anyway. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it it doesn't really differentiate. My it it actually doesn't really differentiate itself from anything. Really, it is a classic '80s sort of. Uh, 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 I don't know the word. It, it's it's like a classic '80s inspirational uh, movie about a football team. I mean, there's a hundred of these, but I like True. this one. It's got Wesley Snipes and uh, Woody Harrelson in some of their first. I totally roles. forgot they were in that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Fair Goldie enough. Hawn is excellent in this, and it's 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 a movie that has several uh, several stories kind of going on in it, but it's. Fair enough. Yeah, okay. The team is good. The team is funny. All right. Jamil. Yes. You're, you, you mentioned something. Jamil goes, so can, Go ahead. Can I just ask a question? Mm-hmm. Doesn't it have to be a fictional sports movie? Sports Ooh. team? Ooh. Yeah, the Wild. I think he just qualified himself. Well, I looked it up. It's based on a team, but it definitely doesn't represent the team correctly. What fictional sports team? The, well, the Wildcats technically did exist, but in the movie, it was a fictionalized version of them. Team USA yeah. also exists as well. So yeah, Team USA also exists as well, but it was a fictional, fictional yeah. team. Obviously, I'm, I'm, it wasn't I'm based on real people. If we're disqualifying Kevin for that, then you would have yeah, to but disqualify this is a, me. This is a team that. What? Where are the Wildcats? Are they actually in this central Detroit? Uh, 
It was based on, it was loosely, and I say loosely as in very loosely, based on, based on a real team, yes. A real um, high school team. It was a real high school team, but well, it was I so, no, no, it, <laughs> the reason why I allowed it was because it, none of the characters in the movie are based on anybody in real life. Um, it's completely fictionalized other than the actual team name. So that's kind of why I allowed it, Adam. Uh, but I can see your point. Okay. If you had gone with the Mighty Ducks, I wouldn't have fought it because that was before the team came around. Right. True. Well, like he's arguing. Well, the Mighty Ducks were made because of the, the the Mighty Ducks existed because of the movie. So it's you know it it at the time it wouldn't have Which existed. Which was pissing anyway. me off too because of the stupid Disney you know getting into it and all that crap. But anyway, that's another thing. That's a whole other. <laughs> I, I I want to stay away from any type of based on true events. That's what um, I was looking I for. If, if, if somebody well. did pick something that was absolutely based on something, like um, remember the Titans. Remember the Titans would be a, a great too close example it's, it's of that. Not yeah. fictional That's the reason why I didn't. I, I wouldn't have allowed those. Yeah. But all three of your picks are yours. Out of all of them, Adam is the most fictional because it is completely fictional. Yeah. Uh, the other two are technically based on other teams, but because they are both completely fictionalized versions of the teams, I allowed it. It's like are saying, you, you know, how am I going to not allow that when you're the judge, Jody? I'm yeah. good. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm well, what just do you saying mean by best? What, what's well, how are you defining best? Well, best to me is based on what they're gonna they're gonna argue about. Yeah, we're we're gonna talk about that, Dave. Well, <laughs> Who would win in a Jody, I trust you. I trust you, Jody, in your decision. Don't pander. Don't pander. <laughs> anyway. No, I just want to stick it to Dave. That's why. All I just right. want to know, like, like, oh yeah, the Chiefs played the Mighty Ducks in a hockey game. Who would win? At least they can play the. See, play the uh, no, okay. I wasn't I going that far because I, then I would have had to. I say. disagree with that point, and I'll tell you why. Right. The, the Chiefs would absolutely destroy the Mighty Ducks because the Chiefs are adults, right, play against uh, teenagers. We're talking about the best, right, and we can define what the best means, right? Wasn't it like 20-year-olds playing teenagers? All right. You know what? Jump Street. I've, I've heard <laughs> enough. Let's just move on. Uh, I'm actually going to give this one and – no, no reason other than the argument that I that I that I saw in front of me. I'm gonna give it to Adam, but not because he was bitching about the fictional thing. <laughs> okay, so just, you know, it was it was how he explained things. So that's that's the reason why I'm gonna give it to him. So let's just move on. Uh, oh wow, Adam, you got three already. Wow. Um, okay, well, you guys got some moving to do here. So all right, next one. This is this is what I'm really excited for, guys. The history one. I'm not normally excited for the history question at all in these things. I think it's the worst question category. But I loved this question, and I loved how you guys answered it. So we're gonna go with Kevin first, and the question is: If you could own any any car in history, Kevin, what would it be? It would be a 1985 Dodge Shelby Charger. All right, which I put up on my screen here, Dave. If we can uh, get that to get that up, so people can understand. Yeah. Now we laugh, but this is this car. I've driven this car. This car is actually the car I learned to drive on. Oh, okay. It's a manual transmission, four speed with a turbo, so it's it's good on gas, but it's got enough power to beat almost anything on the road. 
It's fun to drive. It's actually the reason I drive the way I drive, where I kind of duck into the corners really close. It's it is. <laughs> I've been in the car with you. I can drive. I even love sure. the body style. I love I love the the squared off headlights. That on cars I think is awesome. I love those rims for some reason, but only on that car. And then most of the time they had on the back was rear louvers on the back to make it look a little more sporty. That car is awesome. I love the two-tone, everything about it. And of course, it's Carroll Shelby. It is a Shelby for sure. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right, Adam. I took the Austin Healey 100. Um, and I, again, linking it to movies. This movie, I, I saw this in, uh, as you only live twice, James Bond. This was one of the, not Austin Martin's that he drove, but Austin Healey's drove. Uh, car went to 100 miles an hour really quickly I, i'm not a car guy guys but look, look just look at that it's a sexy looking car it, you know you're outside you know you're you can be like can we get a no bigger way. for a second dave mm -hmm. right. there we go yeah. it, it's a beautiful looking car um you know i think that it was it's just it defines british um car making you know in the in the in the heydays of it when you had that that definite sleekness the low 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 um Low, low seating, and just again the, the convertible that you can always go to there. Love it. Um, specific love gear model, or is it just called the Austin Healey 100? Austin Healey 100. Okay. Yeah, they only made them for a couple of years, so it's. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm now, only laughing because, <laughs> like, I totally thought this was going to go in a totally different direction. So <laughs> totally before different. before Jamil gives you the answer. Okay, I will say between all three of you, Gmail surprised me the most on this. <laughs> However, I think all three of them are very equal, equally wow. great picks. Uh, however, let's see. I'm okay. going to bring up Jamil's car. Uh, you guys will instantly see it and know it. Oh, okay. <laughs> what yes, is the that? Lotus E Spirit S1 Wet Nelly custom built submarine what? car? This is a wet Nelly. This car actually exists. It does yes. actually work. It does? Uh, current owner is Elon Musk. Elon Musk, yes. Currently it was owns that car. So the other non-Austin Martin uh, James Bond car uh, was for the film The Spy Who Loved Me. Um, it actually does work. Um, and um, I'm happy to know that um, Elon does intend to make um, new versions of it with a Tesla engine. Um, so I'm eagerly awaiting to be able to <laughs> to travel on land and sea um, in style with this one. It's this is this is just an amazing concept car um, that is actual real, <laughs> like an actual real thing. Um, yeah. It sure it doesn't look as classic as Adam's choice. It's a beautiful car, and it probably does not have the maneuverability as Kevin's car, but my gosh, land and sea, I will drive like a king knowing that I can go on both, right? Just imagine. Not just quickly, like, but you can do it. Not quickly, the, but I'll get where, there eventually. Where are you going in the water? Where do you need to go in the water? This is, this is right. an excellent question. I was waiting for this question to come my way. Thank you very much. You're Thank welcome. you very much. It's I'm driving downtown. <laughs> I'm driving downtown Toronto. 
I'm driving downtown Toronto and I see the Gardner Expressway locked up. Oh, yeah. I see the lakeshore locked up. I just, well, you know what? Go to the beaches, float right into the water. I'm already at come out at Mississauga. I just cut out the time what there. Is this car's top speed underwater. Yeah, take all the needles off your and car. And I don't want the answer. Not. Oh. <laughs> I don't exactly know, but you know what? I don't think you're getting there any faster underwater. You know what? I can wind no. down the windows with a net and also do a little fishing as well. Right? You can't do that in your car. Can't yes, do that I in your can. car. I just have to be on a bridge. Right. <laughs> Okay. Most likely, um, no one's going to be able to steal it if I park it underwater, too. How are you going to get in and out of it? Oh, my God. If it's so parked underwater. This, <laughs> so it is, a wet, it is a wet vehicle. That means yes. I would still have to be in scuba gear inside the vehicle. Yes. But Oh, fuck that. I know <laughs> it coming into it. I'm all bored with it. Scuba gear scuba all the time. So based on your example, what you're saying is you're driving, you're, you're driving down, you know, a, a street in Toronto and you decide you're going to hit the water instead. You have to pull over, put all your scuba gear on. No, man, I'm driving <laughs> then with dri it. You're driving, you're driving with, with it. You're driving in normal downtown right. traffic with your scuba gear. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right, let, let's quickly... So, wait, so wait, wait, just so I'm clear again. In the movie, he did not have to put on scuba gear. No, I, I'm talking in real life because this is a real life car. I'm not expecting car. your vehicle to have like machine guns and like. Wait a second. Wait a second. Real, so you I want you to have your car so I can see you drive around with your scuba gear on. See, even Kevin wants me to have this car. There you go. <laughs> you know what? You know what the you know what the issue with this though is there's going to be a headline later. You know. Jamil, you know, Jamil Robinson found dead in car uh, because he forgot, you know, to fill up his scuba gear or something. Like fill up my tank of gas and also my tank of oxygen. There you go. There you go. Uh, they are all real. Uh, I did check them. Uh, I actually did check the specs on all three of these cars. I'm not, I don't have them uh, handy, but I did check them. Uh, Kevin yeah, isn't lying. Kevin's car is literally, and I'm surprised he brought it up, but you know, when it comes to maneuverability, it's rated amazing. Yep. Uh, it's got a great, great maneuverability. Um, um, Adam's car itself has extremely good pickup. Uh, it's about seven and a half seconds, by the way. Uh, zero to 100. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't really care. It looks great. Yeah, it looks great. It, it's gorgeous car. Um, all of them are interesting cars for sure. Uh, Kevin, why would you take your car over, let's say, Adam's car? Four seats. You get four seats. That's it. Four seats. I can fit more people in. Part, part of it, it, the car is everything. It's it's fun. It's sporty. It's got muscle and it's practical. Not underwater though. All right. Personally, I think that car is. Sorry, Adam. Those '80s cars and that look, I, I just felt. Yeah, I remember them too. But I just felt they sucked. Like I, they don't look good. Come on, what, what do you got against that? No, I, I love car. the square headlights. I uh... all right. It looks like an Oscar. That's a beautiful car, car too. I, I mean, I'm not going to put the two. All three of yeah. them have their own merits. Um, you know what? Based on based on what's been said, I'm going to give this one to Kevin. I'm giving it to Kevin. <laughs> and Jamil, your car is not practical at all. <laughs> like, let's be honest. <laughs> I'm just saying, if it's good enough for the richest man in the world, ah. I, I was I was on that until he said that you have to wear scuba tanks. That's <laughs> I, I just want to be up. It's front a marvel with it. of technology for sure, but it's yeah, it's yeah, okay. Anyway, let's keep moving. All right, next round. 
Ooh, this is a tight race now between two of them anyway. Looks like Adam's going in anyway. Uh, wild card. If you could tell your past self to hold on to one item from your childhood, what would it be? Adam. Oh, my Star Wars action figures. Um, I, coming out of that movie, it was fantastic. And I remember begging my parents at the time to buy me uh, some action figures. And it was a Friday afternoon and I got Darth Vader and I got uh, Luke Skywalker and I got R2-D2. And <clears throat> I remember opening them up. This is my first time with these, any kind of toy like this. They took me places in my mind like you wouldn't believe. Um, you know, I, I clicked Darth or R2-D2's head so much it, it, it stopped clicking eventually. I used to tie Luke Skywalker to a kite and fly him up in the air. And uh, Darth Vader was, you know, one of those just evil guys that, you know, scared the crap out of me as a kid and just was the bad guy. And then I got more and more and more of them now. However, as they become more valuable, but, um, you know, I can't even, I, I wish I even had them just to, to, to look back on fondly and go, you know, these were the original ones that I had as a, you know, as a kid, because again, hours and hours of play with them that just, um, you know, I, I, I just remember it fondly. And it's one of those things in, you know, looking back as, as I say this, it's not so much for the, the, uh, the, the money, it's more the, the um, memorabilia and the emotion that comes with them, I think. All right. Great answer. Jamil. Okay. I'm going to be a little sentimental with you all. Um, that was the I whole point pay, of this question. Yeah. I would pay, I would pay whatever money I could um, to get what I had from my childhood. And um, that would be uh, a picture of my grandfather, like an actual picture of his face. I do not have one. All the pictures that we have of him are, you know, from far away and, you know, full body shots. You don't really get to see the face, the facial structures. And as my age progresses and the time away from, from his passing, the features become less, less vivid in my mind. And knowing that there will be a time that I won't be able to recall him as best as I could years ago, um, that I won't be able to share what my grandfather looked like with my, my children and my other family members as it goes on. Uh, it hurts my heart, Anna. I would, I would wish I actually still held on to that picture. Unfortunately, I don't have it. I wish I could. Well, damn. All right. <laughs> How do you follow that? Kevin! I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> Kevin. Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Let's hear it. Why? There <laughs> <laughs> we go. I actually really struggled with this question because I don't really have as someone who has thousands and thousands and thousands of baseball cards worth tens and tens of dollars i they're worth I, that much i don't really hang on to things but i picked my original game boy okay. and all it like because i had the game boy i had uh the light and i i really wish i'd kept this to show my kids how bad it was and but how much i loved it and uh and and just where gaming had come from but it's it the original game boy is not good enough for me to like buy another one and to show them so i wish i had held on to that i have, I have a couple kicking around still i don't have my original uh, childhood one but uh, my kids uh, are old and they don't care so fair enough yeah yeah the, my my kids are the same way they're like you played on that 
know, but anyway. Um, okay, well, this this went a little bit sadder than I thought it would, <laughs> for sure. Um, Adam, you mentioned you mentioned the um, you mentioned the the link between these action figures and the experiences that you had, such as you know flying the kite and stuff like that. Um, is there any you know when obviously I'm not trying not to be personal, but is, is there any relation to any other? Is it the characters themselves or the toys themselves that bring you back to that uh, bring you back to that? Uh, that moment I, I think you know i mean as much as i'm more of a trekker trekker than a star wars person um i i for me that was a movie that you know took us places for the first time that you never seen before and it was you were i was only seven and um you know having having those characters in my hand you know to play with and and again we all had them and it was we, we just were able to like this is before any of this you know, technology. I mean, we hours and hours of playing. You know, let's play Star Wars, and we played with them, and we created storylines, and you know, following the characters and what they were. And it was just, you know, like I said, it's not for the money. It's just for those actual toys that, you know, created worlds in our minds and hours and hours of fun and 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 camaraderie and and joy. You know, and and that that's the re that's the relationship with these. Not so much that the cash. Okay. Um. I I have to give this one to Jamil. Of course. I'm sorry. Uh, there, there's there's no real way uh, to go past that. It, it's not just the, the you know the, the circumstance. I, I think it was a very well thought out answer, and it worked out really well. So what, uh, what, folks, it isn't me trying to manipulate the system and anything. Oh, it's I don't true, think anybody actually, has said that. Actually, but anyway, no, I I I think that's a remarkable story. So good luck, and hopefully that happens. But it doesn't sound like it's going to. Yeah. But uh, anyway, all right. So, what are our totals here? We have Jamil with two, Kevin with one, and Adam with three. So, unfortunately, that means Kevin is eliminated now. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Kevin. Uh, I agree with that assessment. Or with that. Honestly, going in, I didn't yeah, know I where would, it was going. Honestly, I can say that, like any combination, could have moved on because like yes. the the answers were like fantastic all of them, uh, yeah. chris seymour this is how it's done okay <laughs> please <laughs> wow. take notes wow shots across the board chris seriously all right yeah yeah well we know he's we know he's watching because uh he's been commenting on on facebook uh all right well let's get to the speed round now the speed round is hey, hang on. oh sorry can you just go through the rules of this? Because last time I seemed uh, to forget. exactly what I was about to do. Okay. Uh, so the speed round right now, uh, we're going to be, what's the timer we're giving? Uh, uh, 30 seconds. Uh, 30 seconds just, on each answer. And then a uh, minute of rebuttal. Basically. So it's going to be basically 30 seconds for the first person to shout out their answer. The second person then gets 30 seconds. And then we have a one minute rebuttal where you can go either way. Uh, now, out of the six questions that you guys are going to be presented, five of them are going to be a this or that type of question. So we're going to show you the answers that um, we're going to be debating. Uh, the last question I've left it open so you guys can blurt out the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Sure. Uh, so right now, uh, currently Adam is the lead with one extra point. Um, so currently Jamil's got a little bit of digging to do here. Uh, but let's see how it goes. All right. First question. Speed round. Let's do it. Uh, best Paul Van Houten, Van Hoven. Starship Troopers. All right. So Starship Troopers, go ahead. Okay. Uh, okay. I remember seeing this in the theater. Don't worry. Uh, this movie to me was, I, I, having read the book many times, 
uh, was a very big departure from that. So I was excited how it went. It was a it was a parody of itself, honestly. And uh, the 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 the, <laughs> the the visual of it was fantastic. Cinematography was great. The stories, the characters were fantastic. I loved. Um, um the shower scene which was revolutionary at the time and just the whole you know battles against the the the, uh, the bugs and the uh, okay excellent so you get robocop uh um uh, jamil so go ahead robocop is an amazing film um just as starship troopers is an amazing film um this one um, focuses on the the military um, force and also the um, the political takeover of corporations of, of cities um, all um, behind this classic western story of um, a gunslinger that is has to take on this um, overwhelming force um, the okay all right one minute who wants to go first Either. Everyone respects each other so much. They're Everybody like, respects them. They don't want to go. Uh, go ahead, Jimmy. I'll go first then. Um, yeah. Starship Troopers is indeed a, um, an excellent film. Um, uh, looking at the military complex, uh, Robocop is focusing on different elements that I feel time, that is doing um, a, a great job of looking at what's happening today in a different respect with um, people's relationship with corporations and also with the police. Um at the same time, it's an awesome film in terms of its action and presentation. It It's um, a simple concept, but does a great job of accomplishing and presenting those ideas and information. Why, Plus why is Starship effects. Troopers better? Adam, let's hear it. I think it's simply because you know it takes the broader picture of the you know the the world in general, not so much citizenship. You've denied people um, human rights, you know, unless they do something for that. And and that in itself is questionable right off the set. So you, you to become a citizen, you must serve. You weren't in the allowed military. to vote, stuff like that, until they did service. Yeah, and like you can't have a baby until you serve in the army and stuff like that. So there, there's a definite uh, um, coercion on behalf of the ruling class to do, do it here. And you know, I, I think it did it very well. And I think that the media uh, um, uh, propaganda, the way they were portrayed as being just, just uh, you know, actions or, or facilitators of what the government wanted to get done was was, okay. was crazy as well. I, I think I've heard enough. Oh, look, just happens to be a right time. Uh, I'm gonna give this one to Jamil. And the reason why I'm gonna give it to Jamil is he, he, he cut more into all the different layers of Robocop where you kind of started yeah. that but you, you didn't you ran out of time both are great point. films like if people haven't watched either of them like they're both parodies too which uh, yeah. both of you guys yeah. uh, mentioned right away which i which yeah. was great to see yeah. all right well actually that puts us back to tide again okay all right next one and feel free to blur to answer first time so this is the worst all right so Battlestar galactica is <laughs> the worst <laughs> compared to babylon 5 all right let's hear it um Battlestar Galactica um, is uh, a worse science fiction show because even though its its beginnings were good, it deteriorates to a complete mess where they have nonsensical storylines that don't really conclude. Uh, it's basically uh, the exact same thing that happened to Lost, where they didn't really have a clear-cut direction and they kept changing things on the fly where you don't feel satisfied with any of the characters' endpoints at the conclusion of the, the show. Adam, Babylon 5. 
Can't talk about it. Okay, well, so I good. Guess at that point, we're giving it to Jamil then. <laughs> <laughs> at least people watched Battlestar Galactica. True. Oh, see, people, now, I'm, Adam, I'm, that would have worked out great for you. People. Well, that was implied, uh, Jody. Oh, but wasn't implied? Well, until I hear it, it wasn't implied. <laughs> anyway, all right. I, I looked out of that, Adam, honestly, I looked out of that one. I, I right. never see Babylon 5 either. It's good. Right. Yeah, Next question. Are local radio stations becoming obsolete? Yes or no? No. No. Yes. You go ahead, Adam, first. No. I, I think that the you know there's always somewhere to go to for local news and things that are happening uh, in the community, and you have to have some kind of outlet for that, Jody. It's one of those things that um, you know, listening to a uh, satellite radio and you get uh, an overview of everything. And I'll tell you something. I, and I have you know every morning I come in and I, I listen to you know you know Google give me the news, and the news. From, from that perspective is a very broad view of a, of a national or worldwide uh, perspective that just you don't get from a local radio station. Okay. Jamil, you say yes. It is obsolete. Uh, the reason for that is the information that local radio provides can all be provided a, a million times better in other formats. So music, you can get it better from various um, uh, Spotify and um, YouTube and other functions, and you have more control over what you get. In terms of news, you can have even more focused news where you'd be provided more details as opposed to little snippets that you'll always be wanting more from radio stations. Plus, you can avoid commercials, which is always constantly a uh, detriment to radio. Okay. Unless okay. either so of you got something to say, I already have an answer here, but go ahead if you... My answer here is very simple. Is like, first of all, news News is... You know, I'm not going to go to music because music's irrelevant. I agree with that point. But however, news is important. You, you, you're never going to get a local uh, broadcast from, from anybody, any other source than somebody in the city or town or wherever you might live. It's relevant. It's, it's, it's necessary. Uh, it's also told to you, you, you know, I don't want to go searching for news somewhere else on the, on the web, especially when I'm driving to work. I have to have it on, on the audio. Um, you know, as far as the commercial side of it, I think that's also relevant because, you, you know, sometimes a local advertisement does matter to people and where they can buy their local food or whatever it might be. But it is necessary to the uh, community. Jump in anytime, and, uh, um, okay. Um, in terms of local advertisement, the whole point of advertisement is to get to a population that would come into your store. If not enough people, which aren't, um, which is not happening, listen to radio, then it makes it um, inconsequential. It's a waste of money. Um, in terms of news, you're getting local up-to-date news on other place, other platforms such as YouTube, TikTok. All right, and time's up. Uh, you know what? You both, you both hit nails that I wanted to hear, I uh, wanted to see, but out of the two of you, I'm going to give this one to Adam. And the reason being is because he brought up the local news uh, type of stuff, which is what people are still appealed to when it comes to that stuff. So it makes sense. All right. Good job. Exact same, I would say. <laughs> uh, I have a funny feeling that you guys could argue either one of those both ways. So I, I, I think uh, both of you, no, fuck, we're tied again. All right. <laughs> That's make you work, Jody. I'm telling you. Uh, speed around sports. It is unfair to con uh, consider video gaming as a kind of sport. Yes or no? It's unfair to consider video gaming as a kind of sport. Yeah, I'll take. Is it unfair? You got to pick one. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. It's unfair to consider okay. it as a game. Okay, I, I'll take that one. Um, look, 
I, I think that sport in itself is def like, I mean, I love to know the definition, but you know, sport to me is, is a physical activity that requires a skill other than fingers and, um, and anticipating what's going to happen on a screen. I, I, I think that it takes necessarily reaction um, and, and years and years of practice that, that, you know, that you, you develop and, and um, to succeed in that sport, in whatever sport you choose, you need to be able to be, uh, you know, visible to other people. Mm. All okay. right. Um, in terms of being visible to other people, um, online community is extremely strong and reaches worldwide. So um, more likely you would see more competitions that are playing, let's say Call of Duty than actually playing, let's say um, a snooker right now. Um, in terms of ability to um, perform um, and practice, um, these gaming individuals, they spend um, 10 months out of the year working on their craft to be able to compete at an elite level. Um, so. Okay, I, I think I worded this question badly. Uh, I have, I have though, I have an answer to that though. Sure. One, one thing about gaming though is you're not in control. You know, I, I, you know, there's always in my mind, there's always a question of, you know, who develops it? Is there some kind of outcome that's already programmed in the system that you don't know about that takes you down a path that, you know, to me, I mean, this is an ultimate conspiracy question to me versus sport. If a ball comes to me and I catch it, I catch it. I know what I did. It's real, not on a screen that's fed by a computer that thousands of other people may be watching or not watching. I, you know, I, Jump in anytime just, if you want, Jamil. Um, people design golf courses and don't you don't know what type of tricks or different slopes that could be um, encountered until you actually play it, just like with a, a, a video game. And also video games aren't just necessarily shooters. It could be something as physical as DDR or um, other things where you are using your body to be able to compete. Damn, uh, <laughs> this isn't where I thought this was going to go, but uh, both of you did great. Um, I have to give it to one of them, right, Dave? Uh, <laughs> yes. Like I can't give them both the point. Right. You've done it before. You could, uh, but it would make uh, it would make it redundant. It would make it redundant. Okay. Um, arguing wise, <laughs> shit, they're both really good. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna ask uh, Kevin. Is Kevin still around? He's there. He's muted. Wait, which are which argument do you think is better, Kevin? I don't know. I I, I understand your struggle. They were both so good. Yeah, I that's my like problem. Maybe maybe Jamil had an edge. Okay. I, I'm kind of thinking that too. Okay, let's go, Jamil. But I am very reluctant to do that. Let's put it that Adam, way. Adam, I love I love debating with you because like I'm like man, I would say that too. It's, uh, it's, he's, he's really good at picking up on the yeah. little cute stuff, which makes it very hard to judge him sometimes because he, he just kind of jumps in there and grabs him. All right. Are we on the last part? Second last. Oh, okay. So we still got two. Okay. Uh, history. Was the Roman Empire ultimately good or bad for the trajectory of humanity? Good. Good. Let's hear it. Okay. Uh, listen, this was the first stable uh, empire or favorable governmentship that actually, you know, was able to take uh, uh, leadership and craft a, a, a country or many countries into one country and do things in the same way and harmonize people. You know, yes, there was a slavery factor and all that stuff. And there's many cultures that generated slavery, put that aside for a second. But what they did, 
you know, with with construction, with the military, with um, with 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 what was just groundbreaking. He was able to change, change the way the world went. All right, Jamil. So you got the no. You got the bad. Um, the Roman Empire um, enslaved and was a dominating force. Um, I, I think that uh, another. Um, All right. I, yeah. I, I think we have the answer. <laughs> yeah, we have the answer. Adam gets this point. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, we don't need a rebuttal. We already yeah. know Adam's got it. Let's let's let's. Camille's see. having a very hard time arguing. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, which puts us back to a tie, doesn't it? it? It sure does. Oh, damn it. All right. Well, this is going to be this last question, I believe, is an open ended question. Um, so you guys can blurt out any answer you want. Uh, please wait until after I've read the whole question before you blurt out the answer. Though, okay? All right. Wild card. Which Marvel movie is the most overrated? And this is an open question. So you can pick any Marvel, uh, Marvel character in a movie. Like movie, movie. Well, it has to be a Marvel character, yeah. yeah. Oh, Marvel movie. Marvel movie, yeah. Marvel okay. made movie, yeah. Yep. Yes, okay. Go ahead, Jamil. You can go first. <laughs> I love how both uh, of us are just, I... <laughs> just waiting to... to I've okay. got a couple. I know okay. which one I would pick right away, but I'm not I'm not going to say anything. Okay. And it won't affect anything, so... Um, I would choose... Uh, you know what? Screw it. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2, all right. Spider-Man 2. Let's hear it. Spider-Man 2 is an overrated film because of the success and popularity it has, despite being a mediocre at best storyline, where you have the main character basically use um, his secret identity to get out of every single issue that happens. He he has problems with Mary Jane, reveals a secret identity. Um, um, problems with Doc Ock? Use his secret identity. Oh, uh, I'm suddenly good again, and can you know, uh, you know, be rational again? I'll help you, Peter. All right, Adam. Let's get an answer from you. I take Captain Marvel. Uh, you know, I think that that movie could have been a done so much better. And you know, you have a very strong female uh, lead, very strong female character. Who and you guys know me from the Star Trek stuff. I, I support the, you know. Um, those kind of characters in movies. And I, I think it just fell short as far as like what it could have done to portray uh, um, women's rights, women's ability. Because in the end of the movie, she just, she's got the whole universe to, to police. And it's not, it, it, it needs, to me, a Marvel character needs to sort of be home-based. And, and and the fact that she disappears and comes back in, and then, you know, and then even the to uh, um, okay. uh, the final Avengers movie sucked. All right, Jamil, why is your movie crappier than his movie um it's not crappier it's more overrated overrated um, although uh, captain marvel has made a lot of money it is not considered a critical um darling at all where spider-man 2 people constantly rave about the quality of work and you're you talking about Raimi's, right Raimi's spider-man okay. 2 right which is considered still to this day for whatever reason as possibly the best comic book movie of all time which makes no sense. Look it up. Can we give um, um, Adam a little bit more time to look up the information about why this movie sucks so bad? And I'll keep going. Um, you have the train sequence where Peter Parker, the character is known for having a secret identity as one of his most important components, has it taken off where you have the, the people on the train say they won't tell. 
they won't tell. The movie right. was so obsessed with post 9-11 um, New York um, glorification that they refused to present the residents of New York in any type of negative light. Um, All right, Adam, let's hear you. Uh, you know, yeah, I was looking up. I, I honestly don't remember Spider-Man 2. I was trying to remember how bad it was. Now I remember. Um, but coming back to, to Captain Marvel, I think that, you know, the character itself just didn't connect. I, I it, you know, it didn't, that movie didn't do it as far as, you know, the other uh, Marvel movies in terms of, of comic relief, just in terms of message. I just think it was, it fell, fell short, didn't like it. Didn't like the reaction with with Nick Fury. He didn't didn't like the how he lost his eye. He didn't like anything about it. It was just overrated, uh, and, and just so, a sad story. Adam, one question. Yeah. Do you think that people think Captain Marvel is a good movie? Mm, no, actually, I, I don't. Nobody seems that my kids don't like it. It's just one of those movies. But we were all told to go see it. That's true. That is we were very all told true. To, to see it. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I think I've heard enough, even though I, I, I will tell you right now, the two that you guys have picked are literally the two that I would have picked if I had to pick two of them. Uh, because both of them, I, I feel both your uh, things. Captain Marvel, it, in my opinion, is probably the worst of the of the Marvel, uh, that generation of the movies. Uh, and the Spider-Man 2, can't say I'm a fan of it at all. Um, between the two arguments, I I, I want to give it to Adam, but I'm going to have to give it to Jamil. Uh, even though I do believe yours is actually more overrated, uh, I, I still feel Jamil had the better I, I will preface this, that I this is something I've been arguing for over a decade publicly and have been shunned for it. Um, so the individuals at, um, was it um, Ron Tomatoes, when they have panels, I have talked about this. Um, the people at um, um, Honest Trailers, I've talked to them about this. This is something I had a polished argument about this. So that it was right. kind of. You could have said Toby Maguire and one. <laughs> well, no, that would have worked for three. I, for sure. I, you know what? I actually defend adamantly three. Three, I adamantly defend. You defend that movie? I defend oh, that movie. Maybe. Can I, is it too late to take this back? I, I see a six there. We can't take it away. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, anyway, congratulations, Jimmy. You are the winner of this episode uh, by a very narrow margin, in my opinion. But it was Adam, I'm one and one against you. One and one. Wow, that music. You have something. to have a rubber match eventually. So, oh, really? Okay. So Adam's one one and you've one one when I'm, you guys I'm were together. Sure. Dave, you can chime oh, okay. in now. I allow you I'm to here. chime I'm in. here. Yes. Okay. So, all right. Either way, great, great uh, answers, guys. I think y'all did really well. Um, some of the, a lot of surprises. Uh, that's all I can tell you, especially in your answers. When they started coming in, I'm like, wow. Okay. Um, you guys did great. Um, now, Trivial Debates is obviously something that we do once a month. Uh, certainly, one of you guys are more than uh, welcome to host. Uh Producer Dave, you got anything to say? Uh, yeah, we we have we do have to um, get our next host in mind. I, I know I, I did we talk, I can't remember if Adam did we talk about you hosting or not? But um, no, I, I, I'd host for sure. Yeah, okay, well, I'd be up for that uh, if you'd be. Um, and Chris Seymour is learning, so oh, that's good. I'm glad that's to hear that. Chris Seymour is friend. learning. He's, he's taking notes today, guys. I love you, Chris. I even though these guys shit on you, I love you. All right. <laughs> 
These guys, yeah, just yeah, us. just these guys. <laughs> right. I've never done it. Look, yeah. never got Jody. I would only, I would only yeah. call it out because I know Chris has it in him to win again. Oh, Chris can definitely win. Anybody can win this show. That's that's what makes it interesting. Uh, anyway, gentlemen, I thank you all for your participation. It was great. Um, we have, uh, I guess, we have some shows to plug, Dave. Do we? Yeah, sure. I, I can go ahead and plug them. Okay, one second here. So, hey, everybody. Um, it was pretty on, on, on Tuesdays, we have our Star Trek D Space Nine rewatches. Kevin Millard is on that one, and so is Jamil Robinson, except when he's working nights. And uh, and check that out every Tuesday. We're watching every episode of D Space Nine in order over on Live Long and Podcast, our Star Trek theme. You guys channel. are, what, season three now? Season three. We're uh, we're getting into some, it's getting better. Every You're getting to the good stuff now. We're getting yeah. to the good stuff, but. You know, there's it's mixed bag. Then on Wednesdays, Adam Woodward and I and uh, Jody Simpson, we watch original series episodes, all, not in order. Uh, with, oh, uh, we're we got, almost done. Yeah, we, we, we got uh, <laughs> Private Little War coming up next Wednesday or this coming yes. Wednesday. Check that out uh, Wednesday at eight o'clock p.m. And then our other Star Trek radio theater, which uh, we do Star Trek script reads, um, still getting a bunch of those edited and things like that. But we did one last night for Star Trek The Next Generation's episode Cupid. We had Jody Simpson playing Q. Uh, and, uh, Badly one, a, but I did. Yeah. You were good. Yeah, I, I, I really, I really, I had a lot of fun with last night's. Um, and then we create edited versions afterwards. Plus, our other channel, Super Mater Brothers Podcasting, where we do non-Star Trek-related TV and movie reviews. Jamil Robinson and I just finished up a ten-week review of Big Brother Canada Nine, and wow. yeah. Uh, plus, we've done like Westworld, Survivor, Tiger King. Tiger King. Uh, the Serpent. Uh, we've done Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff with uh, Ashley Millard and Jamil. Tiger King uh, seems like so long ago now. I know. It feels like I, I, I yeah. want to go back and watch that. Getting back to Kevin's that. music, uh, music uh, answer. Yes. <laughs> so all of all of our, all of these channels and content under the Super Mater Brothers Podcasting Network. All right, and that's it's it. a network now. Nice. Yes. All right, Take gentlemen. Us away, Jody. Thank you very much for joining us, guys. I, I do appreciate it, even though I'm a little under the weather today. So hopefully my hosting wasn't too bad. But you did a great uh, job. Yeah. Yep, Thank yeah. you. Even though I, I know it's not totally sincere, but good. No, anyway, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyway, thank you very much for joining us, and hopefully you'll join us on the next episode. Uh, do I have anything else to say, Dave? Because that's it. All right, let's do it. Let's get started. Oh, thank you.